Hello, and welcome back to Historytelling. As promised, we will be discussing the women's liberation movement this episode, and we have a special guest who is an expert on women's rights. Please welcome Miss Avery Mahoy. Thanks for having me. The women's liberation movement was a collective struggle for equality. Although the peak of the movement was from the 1960s to the 1980s, the movement spans much longer. The main focus of this episode is to give an overview of the timeline of this long fight for equality. The first milestone in women's history took place way back on March 31, 1776. Abigail Adams wrote a letter to her husband, John Adams, founding father and future president. Abigail made a plea to him and the Continental Congress, saying, and I quote, Remember the ladies and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. Do not put such unlimited power into the hands of the husbands. Remember, all men would be tyrants if they could. If particular care and attention is not paid to the ladies, we are determined to foment a rebellion and will not hold ourselves bound by any laws in which we have no choice or representation, end quote. As you could hear, Abigail Adams was threatened to protest for her rights, and that ended up being a reality. On July 19th and 20th, 1848, the first Women Rights Convention, the Seneca Falls Convention, was held in New York. In this convention, 68 women and 32 men signed the Declaration of Sentiments. The Declaration argued that women were oppressed by the government and the patriarchal society. Sojourner Truth was a former slave turned into an abolitionist. On June 21, 1851, she delivered her Ain't I a Woman speech at Ohio Women's Rights Convention. Ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arms. I have plowed and planted and, and gathered in the bonds and no man can hate me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and, and, and eat as much as a man when I could get it and bear the lashes well. On May 15, 1869, Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton founded the National Women's Suffrage Association, which coordinated the national suffrage movement. Later, in 1890, the National Women's Suffrage Association teamed up with the American Women's Suffrage Association to form the National American Women's Suffrage Association, also known as the NAWSA. The NAWSA played a pivotal role in passing the 19th Amendment to the United States Constitution. On August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified to the United States Constitution. The amendment declared that, and I quote, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. The amendment also gave women the right to vote. Then on June 10, 1963, John F. Kennedy signed the Equal Pay Act into law, prohibiting sex-based wage discrimination between men and women performing the same job in the same workplace. Later, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act into law on July 2, 1964. Title VII of the law banned employment discrimination based on race, religion, national origin, or sex. So women with the same qualifications as men going for the same job should have an equal chance to get it. 
Many people opposed the women's liberation movement and even created the women's lib, which mocked the women's liberation movement and made fun of the idea of women fighting for their rights. On January 22, 1973, the United States Supreme Court passed Roe v. Wade with a 7-2 decision. Roe v. Wade declares that the Constitution protects a woman's legal right to an abortion. This event leads us to our current event connection. In the first few months of 2019, nearly 30 states introduced some form of an abortion ban in their legislature. Fifteen states have been working on so-called heartbeat bills that would ban abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. In early May, Alabama lawmakers passed a bill to ban abortion outright, including incest and rape. Many pro-choice advocates are against these abortion bans because most of the people making these decisions are men. Also, the terms of these abortion bans seem ridiculous. Doctors who give illegal abortions could be convicted of a felony and end up facing up to 99 years in prison. Another argument is that even if abortion becomes illegal, people won't stop doing it. An abortion ban doesn't get rid of abortion, it only gets rid of safe abortions. We are going to wrap up this episode with answering the question, has the women's liberation movement succeeded? Personally, I believe the United States has made a lot of progress in the past century, but there is still evident inequality. Even though laws such as the Equal Pay Act have been passed, women still receive 80 cents for every dollar men earn working the same jobs, and that's a fact. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Storytelling, and don't forget to join us again next week. As a final message, we'd like to leave you with the advice to treat women equally to men, because in the end... Yeah.